Welcome to the CBD Ed Show with Edward Cheney, the founder and CEO of Canafil, a manufacturer of CBD-infused products for human and pet consumption. In this program, we will discuss the uses of CBD and other methods for alternatives and complements to conventional medical treatment. Now, here is your host, Ed Cheney. Welcome, listeners, to the CBD Ed Show. This is your host, Ed Cheney, along here with lovely Kimberly Rose. Hello, everyone. All right. I think we have an interesting show for you today uh, as we are talking about panic attack and how CBD or the future of CBD helping with that. Now, panic attack. Kimberly, this was a, this was a rough one. Yeah. Panic, I, panic attack is terrifying. It's it just the symptoms or 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 yeah the symptoms alone are are terrifying i can't imagine going through a panic attack because now i understand why so many people think they're having a heart attack i mean it is it really just takes over your whole body your mind your heart your I, everything is just out of control and you know they say it, it only lasts a few minutes, but what what it was what is a few minutes? And three minutes in in this state feels terrifying. Yeah, it just yeah. It sounds. And, and I'm sure time slows down to a crawl. Yes. Both Kim and I had this conversation before coming into the show today that neither one of us had experienced this, but in reading it, we have definitely an empathetic approach. To those who have experienced it. Oh, it, I, it's, yeah. it, I can't imagine yeah. because uh, you don't know when it's going to happen. It, there's no, I don't, I don't, I don't want to say there's no stopping it, but you just have no warning. You have no warning. And then boom, there you are in this massive panic attack. And, um, you know, you, I, I think heavy breathing helps. Hopefully yeah. CBD is going to help. Well, what we'll do is uh, we'll, we're going to take a, uh, an approach this way today. First, we're going to describe panic attack uh, for those listeners who have family members but may never have experienced it or maybe have experienced something but wasn't sure yeah. it was a panic attack. So it makes sense. And we're going to use Mayo Clinic's uh, description uh, to go through that process. Then we're going to go to a clinical review, uh, again, of multiple studies from both human and animal. Uh, review that. And then we're going to move to the last piece, which is how should one consider CBD if using it for panic attack disorder? Yeah. So that was the approach today. Uh, again, felt like the right direction to bring on this topic. Yeah. And so let's go ahead and start. The uh, We already talked about you know, panic attack episode being an intense fear that triggers several physical reactions. And a lot of times these physical reactions are, uh, are like people are confused. Most will say, my God, I feel like I'm having a heart attack. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, uh, and, and these symptoms will usually, as you had spoken before, peak within minutes Right. So hear that clearly will peak within minutes. Right. So you can feel. So, I mean, if I if I'm going down the symptoms, um, fear of loss of control 
or even death, rapid pounding heart rate, mm -hmm. sweating, trembling or shaking, shortness of breath or tightness in the throat, chills, hot flashes, nausea, abdominal cramping, chest pain, headache, dizziness, lightheadedness, and faintness, numbness or tingling sensation, feeling of unreality or detachment. I mean, right. if, if I even experienced, oh, I don't know, three of these things, I would be completely in a panic. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and it's important that, uh, it, that everybody got a chance to hear what the Mayo Clin Clinic suggests were symptoms. Yeah. So at least you can identify with them uh, and maybe not be that person that runs to the hospital and say, I'm having a heart attack. Maybe instead, uh, since this is a fairly short uh, uh, time frame yeah. uh, during the occurrence of this, you know, you can go for symptom relief right away mm -hmm. uh, and then look at at other things uh, once it's under once this is under control so just hearing those symptoms out loud was probably helpful to a lot of us yeah um because yeah you never know when this is going to come up now one of the worst things about a panic attack is the intense fear that you'll have another one wow and when i, I read that i, I thought big. oh my gosh because i'm sure your first one you have no idea what just right, happened right right yeah so, okay, so we've, we've kind of uh, let out all those crazy symptoms. Uh, people have confused this with a heart attack. Mm -hmm. uh, but in reality, if you can quickly discern that this is a panic attack, you could immediately run to a solution as opposed to stressing out more about how to get to the hospital, get the ambulance, get mom in, what, you know, get all these pieces into place to be able to handle a heart attack, which likely will just make this situation not any better. Right, All right. right. When to see a doctor? If you have a panic attack, seek medical attention as soon as possible. Panic attacks, while intensely uncomfortable, are not dangerous. But panic attacks are hard to manage on your own, and they may get worse without treatment. Yeah. All right. So, again, if you have a fear that you have another one, then you might be setting yourself up. Uh, for another panic attack. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, we know how how um, how strong the brain is yeah. when it thinks something is going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Panic attack symptoms can also resemble symptoms of other serious health problems, such as heart attack. So it's important to get evaluated by your primary care provider if you aren't sure what's causing your symptoms. All right. Causes. It's not known what causes panic attacks or panic disorder, but these factors may play a role. Genetics, mm -hmm. all right, that easy. Major stress, like what everybody's going through nowadays. Yeah. And uh, since this pandemic has started. Yes. Uh, back early in last year. Temperaments, that is more sensitive to stress or prone to negative emotion. We all know people who have a temperament that might be more well, open. Yes. To this kind of a thing. Right, right. All right. And then certain changes in the way part of your brain functions. Okay, this could be through you know, some physical change, some emotional change. But if your brain starts getting rewired, this could be, uh, this could influence whether you uh, are accessible to a panic attack. Yeah. 
Uh, let me see here. Panic attacks may come on suddenly and without warning at first, but over time they usually triggered by certain situations. I don't know if that's very comforting. <laughs> Either one of those. Right. So, but it was something that that was uh, placed in this, uh, this document by the Mayo Clinic, so... Okay, well, I mean, I guess what w maybe what they're saying is there that if you've had one yeah. and you ask yourself, so what do I think triggered that, then you can kind of say that's my trigger for a yeah. panic attack, yeah. that situation? You're, you're on it. As a matter of fact, they even addressed it, too. They said some research suggests that your body's natural fight-or-flight response to danger is involved in a panic attack. Mm -hmm. As an example they gave, if a grizzly bear came after you, your body would react instinctively. Your heart rate, your breathing would speed up as your body prepared for a life-threatening situation. So, many of the same reactions occur in a panic attack, but it's unknown why a panic attack occurs when there's no obvious danger present. So, that's the, that's the big difference between them. You know, you got a grizzly bear standing in front of you. It's, it's, you can understand why you're going through these same symptoms. Yeah. But when you go through those same symptoms and there's not a grizzly sitting in front of you, that's the oddity of mm -hmm. a panic attack. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, right. that's, that's really the scariest part. They talk about risk factors. Uh, risk factors, symptoms of panic disorder often start in the late teens or early adulthood and affect more women than men. Yes. And I knew you knew this statistic. And by the way, the statistics that we shared, uh, one was more women than men. The other is roughly about 5% of the global population suffers from panic attack. I did that number, that's 400 million humans. That's yeah. A lot. That's a lot, that, 400 million humans. That is a lot. All right, other factors that may increase the risk of developing panic attacks or panic attack disorder included family history. Let's go to a major life stress, such as a death or serious illness, illness of a loved one. Yes. A traumatic event, such as a sexual assault or a serious accident. Mm -hmm. A major change in your life, such as a divorce or addition of a baby. Smoking or excessive caffeine intake. Watch it, millennials. You got a lot of those caffeine drinks on the market. Yeah. And then finally, history of childhood physical or sexual abuse. All right, so these are things that may be risk factors. Now, how about complications? Left untreated, panic attacks and panic disorders can affect almost every area of your life. You may be so afraid of having more panic attacks that you live in a constant state of fear, which is ruining your quality of life. Complication of panic attacks may cause or be linked to and include development of specific phobias, frequent medical care or health concerns and other medical conditions, avoidance of social situations, problem at work or school, uh, depression, anxiety disorders, increase, increased risk of suicide and suicidal thoughts, alcohol or substance abuse, and then ultimately financial problems. Mm -hmm. These are all complications that could come from this. How about prevention? There's no, this is from this is from uh, Mayo Clinic. 
there's no sure way to prevent panic attacks or panic disorder. However, these recommendations may help. Get treatment for panic attacks as soon as possible to help stop them from getting worse or becoming more frequent. We will have some conversations about how CBD can do that. Correct. Mm -hmm. All right. Stick with your treatment plan to help prevent relapse or worsening of panic attack symptoms. I think that's relevant because a lot of people believe that one and done is an option. They're suggesting whatever the plan is, stick with it. Yeah. Uh, get regular physical activity. Yes, oxygenated lungs, I, all, I think all that is an important role. So they say get regular physical activities, which may play a role in protecting against anxiety. Okay, that was a outline of how the Mayo Clinic responded to our request of what is panic attack disorder. Yeah, yeah, I, again, I, it's, um, <laughs> I hate to say it, it's, it's terrifying because, uh, yeah, it, it's a panic yeah. attack. Uh, and, your, and your mind really is in control uh, from what I can understand, it's really, you know, they say it's all in your head. <laughs> it's, it's literally all in your, your brain takes a situation and amplifies it. Right. And um, I, I'm recently going through a situation where I have been really good about talking to myself about everything's going to be okay mm. everything's fine and then you know at one o'clock in the morning you're like <gasps> <laughs> yeah but what if and what yeah. if and what if yeah. so that's really it's 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 just uncontrollable and it's so it's got to be so scary yeah i think um you know the brain is very powerful yes and has the ability to trigger activities that then upregulate and downregulate chemicals and neurotransmitters and I, I, I literally can see the science behind how you could fall into a panic attack and not have a grizzly stand in front of you. Yeah. Because, yeah, those bra the brain's capable of generating that, uh, that episode regardless of what your eyes see. Yeah, well, and, and you know, uh, the grizzly bear is is just in a different form. It's just a situational um, fact that you your brain keeps embellishing on. I go. We, I know we say imagination is wonderful um, as a child, but I think sometimes as an adult it can be yeah. terrifying. Yeah, because yeah. you can always go to the. The, the worst part, yeah. the thing that will probably never happen. But <laughs> your brain's like, you know, we were yeah. going there. All right. Yeah. I know. Yes. Um, and, and, and it is. It's an out of control thing. Yeah. And I think that's what's most important is out of control. Um, and if, right. you've had right. a, if you've had a traumatic uh, situation in your life. Um, you connect. Yeah. 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 And that that was also spoken of. Mm -hmm. You connect to previous events. Uh, okay, let's let's talk a little bit about what clinical has to say about this. Very specifically about the use of CBD in the treatment of panic attack disorder. Mm -hmm. All right. 
To start with, why are they even looking in this direction? And here is what they had to say to this. Current treatments, antidepressants and selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, mm -hmm. SSRIs. Yes. They both have side effects. Yeah. And that's not the end of it either. Long-term treatment is only working for like half of the patients in this study. So let's throw both of those on the table. So it, it has heavy side effects and it's only working half of the time. Oh. Now, hey, if you have this disorder, I don't really care about side effects. Let's make that thing go away. Right. Okay, so yeah. we know this. But the, the community, especially the pharmacological community is, I'm sorry, the clinical community is suggesting that a better pharmacological solution is definitely needed. Thereby, in CBD clinical studies. Well, and yeah, I mean, and CBD is all natural. We're not putting... Well, it's the side effects, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and so in clinical, it looks like they don't really care natural or not. I know. Yeah, but they look at it and go, list those side effects on that side, and you list the other side effects on the other. Okay, now we gotta, we got to weigh those. And CBD is still coming in with no side effects. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's really hard for any clinical uh, researcher to not really want to pay attention to that. Yeah, and on the other side, there's a list. There's quite the list, and, and there's so many even unknowns mm -hmm. uh, because it's a foreign material normally going into the body. Well, um, hey, let's, let's get some of the weird stuff out of the way. Uh, keys for clinical success included. Uh, CBD is suggested over the... Now, remember, CBD is a phytocannabinoid. Right. They're suggesting it is preferred over what the body produces, which is 2-AG. That's an endocannabinoid because of its ability to trigger endocannabinoid signaling. And it also can promote blockade of adenosine uptake to act as an agonist against serotonergic, serotonergic receptors. Yes. Now, a it acts as an ag agonist? Yes, we remember okay. that. So, so, so we already know the 2-AG is your endoagonist, uh -huh. and CBD is an external agonist. It's a phytocannabinoid, uh, so it's, it's a phytoagonist. Okay. Uh, and it has the ability to trigger more signaling than just a 2-AG. My interpretation of this is 2-AG is not made in enough abundance, whereas CBD is. Right. Uh, because it has no safety uh, issues going into your body. You can put in quite a bit of it. Mm -hmm. And again, now we're talking about upwards towards 2,000 milligrams in a single dose is what some of these studies are after. Now, oh, remember, wow. CBD isolated, so just that molecule by itself. Yeah. Um, so what is known? So we already know that studies including the fear of speaking have been conducted and found that CBD, just in that low area of 300 milligrams, and a single dose immediately becomes successful in relieving those anxieties about public speaking. Yeah. All right. Done. That study has been 
circled around and now everybody uses it because it's conclusive. Yeah. Also, CBD is known for relieving generalized anxiety symptoms, GAP. Yep. Already been concluded there, mm -hmm. too. So then we move to some testing. I have on here a note, animal model testing. The presence, and this is how, this is interesting. So the presence of a predator and the distance in which that predator is away from them is where they measure the defense mechanisms, which emulate, by the way, a panic attack. Panic attack disorder. Yeah. Or what they call panic disorder. Yeah. And right, I'm just so, going to go ahead and say right now, I feel so bad for these rats, but go ahead. <laughs> right. I'm just so... so a, here they are. They have a mouse or a rat, and then they put a snake in front of them. It's terrible. Oh, That's goodness, not right? funny. All right, all right, all right. Uh, so anyway, so this is how they were able to do the animal model testing. Mm -hmm. um, the anti-panic attack was observed in rats facing snakes. Yeah. And it was concluded that CBD reduced the escape response in the rats, providing evidence in the anti-panic effect of CBD. Yeah. So for model testing, that was the outcome. As sad as Kimberly wants to do that. <laughs> so did they give the rat, the poor rat, the CBD before, uh, yes. and then they brought this, C and yes. he was like, you know what? I'm, Single doses. I'm stressed, but I'm not dying. <laughs> right. Single okay. doses between five and, and then all the way up to 20 milligrams per kilogram. Okay. Okay. And I did that, you know, in a, in a male uh, body, you know, so in that neighborhood of uh, 200 pounds, mm -hmm. uh, and that equated to anywhere from 500 milligrams of CBD. I remember, this is a male at 200 pounds uh, to 2,000 milligrams of CBD. So, really big snake. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and and this again, we're only talking isolates here. Oh yeah, only yeah. talking isolates. Okay. Uh, as we get to the end, uh, they are now, you know, so other studies. Uh, regarding CBD and other minor cannabinoids are now warranted. Uh, but th 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 these are things that are still just CBD isolate only. Gotcha. So, and they ha they've done this with CBD for uh, so many, so many uh, pre-human trials was to go to the animal first right. and then go uh, in vitro next and then literally human trials last. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So uh, I expect, but again, uh, as we went across all these studies, we found that there, again, was an uptick in this area. Now, why do you suggest there's an uptick in it now? I say two things triggered uh, the, the increase in clinical studies for this issue. You started doing some studying on clinical, uh, on on data on what the increase in panic attacks have been from this year, from last year to the year previous, and it has skyrocketed. Yes. So, and remember, as the Mayo Clinic had reported, if this gets untreated, it leads to other medical problems. And right now, our our medical space is quite cluttered, quite quite full mm -hmm. of other issues related to the COVID nineteen virus. So getting a handle on this, because apparently the current solution is not really working, side effects and only half uh, as effective, 
they are absolutely looking for an alternative. Yeah, and and it, it's got to be even worse for somebody who's having a pa panic attack right now because you don't want to go to the hospital. Oh, no, absolutely. You know, there's Good all point. that fear. Yeah. Um, so it's it's really it's a mess right now, and there I don't know what the solution is, but it, it needs to be found. Yeah, and all right, so so we have animal model testing. Uh, I think we'll go we'll go to the last uh, 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 this last piece before we take a break, and that's neuroimaging studies. Obviously, that's what they do is they take you know uh, 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 we have those cameras that they look inside you. Yeah. What is that called? Uh, MRI. Yes, thank you, oh. MRI. So yeah. they'll use that type of technology and they'll scan the brain and they'll look for differences. So here it is: neuroimaging, neuro, neuroimaging <laughs> studies have shown increased activity in these following areas: the hippocampus, uh -huh. the hypothalamus, the posterior cingulated cortex in PD patients. So uh, and um, panic disorder patients, yes. suggesting the following. A single dose of CBD is in healthy volunteers promoted a reduction in anxiety. Mm -hmm. So that was the first. Two, CBD also altered resting activity in limbic and paralympic brain, brain areas. Imaging studies have demonstrated that CBD can alter the activity in areas of the brain that affect panic, panic disorder. Yeah. So from a neuroimaging study, it, it's fairly conclusive that CBD has an impact in these areas, again, which is going to trigger more clinical studies. Why? Because now they need to know how much, how to do it, the effects it might have in other areas. That's where they're going to go after this. Yeah. So I just kind of want to share that piece too. Imaging, neuroimaging studies and, and where the, uh, and I saw all the graphs and images and it was pretty interesting because they can now determine, you know, they put stuff in you and then they can, they can tra trace it and track it and see what parts of the brain are activated and not activated and it's kind of interesting. Yeah, it's like a dye, right, they, that you ingest? Certain things like that, yeah. There's tracers and dyes and I, I don't mean to understand it all, but right. I know that the images made sense yeah <laughs> right which parts were being activated and which parts weren't yeah um so there is there's abundance of evidence uh but one thing seems to always be obviously standing out in all of this is that cbd is well tolerated by humans yes so even with this studying only be only getting this far I'm sorry, it still looks like a viable treatment. Inexpensive, doesn't require a prescription, and has a accepted safety profile, even with high doses for humans. Yeah. All right, so that's kind of, I know it's conclusive, you know, and an opinion held by me after reviewing all this, but that's where it's gonna end up uh, by the end of the day, uh, is what I see. Now, I think what we should do is, before we get into the next step, is let's take a short break. Give our sponsors some time. Give me a chance to practice some of these technical words. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think the rest of this is going to be fairly easy. Yeah. Um, so we're going to take a short break, and we will be right back.
the Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Live authentically. Heal naturally with Canafil. We have three unique blends for pain relief, reducing stress, and promoting healthy sleep. Visit Canafil.com for the convenience of online shopping that includes free shipping. Or if you're in Arizona, stop by our store in Phoenix for personal consultation and product selection. Our friendly staff is here to help you. All of our products have full third-party testing and a seven-day satisfaction guarantee. Call 480-599-1003 or visit Canafil.com. Canafil, giving you your life back. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. You are tuned in to the CBD Ed Show. If you have a question that you'd like addressed on a future episode of our program, please send an email to info at canafil.com. That's info at C-A-N-N-A-F-Y-L.com. Now back to the CBD Ed Show. Hey, hey, welcome back to the listener of CBD Ed Show. We are talking about panic attacks and panic disorder and the potential for CBD to help relieve this. This very terrifying very short-term problem that, right, can send most people to their knees. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. that right? Yes. It's definitely a, um, I'd call it a day ender. A day. (laughs) You're like, (laughs) it looks like once you have one, you're also physically and emotionally just completely drained. Your body is just. Yeah, I would imagine. Done. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because all that, uh, all that cortisol, muscle, everything, everything is engaging. Yeah. Yeah. So, and in the beginning of the show, we did. We we went to the Mayo Clinic and read uh, back to what they sent to us regarding uh, their description and symptoms and and so forth. And then we started in with some study reviews from the Neuropharmacology Review in 2017. And now we're just going to kind of conclude some of the clinical studies and move into our knowledge of CBD for you. So if you do choose to take this, you have some guidance. Yeah. And we're going to suggest even that's going to be fairly limited. Right. Well, I mean, well, we can we can give suggestions. We just you just have to really everybody is different is what I keep trying to tell everyone. Every 
person is different, and so you have to find your own path. Yeah, and as we went through this, all the studies are all saying the same thing. CBD by itself is has a high safety profile, even at high doses, mm -hmm. and that all of the all of the clinical studies to date suggested that it was delivered in a single dose and it was effective. All right, so let's keep going though. So we have we have some conclusions uh, that we wanted to share from this neuro pharmacology review, and that is the results derived from both laboratory animal and human studies support the notion that CBD exhibits anti-panic anti properties. Mm -hmm. Remember, this is, this is clinical. Yes. Not, this is not people forming opinions. This is peer-reviewed clinical, uh, ncbi.org, uh, so forth and so on. Despite the described panic response reported as a result of cannabis use, it is important to note that CBD does not present a psychoactive effect and is safe and well tolerated up to 1,500 milligrams per day. Okay. Uh, but by the way, should we explain on that? Despite the described panic response reported as a result of cannabis use. Cannabis use, marijuana. Right. All right. So yeah. mostly the THC is where, and, you know, panic response you know, if you have THC, what do we know that from, from a casual user that user that is called, you know, when you feel like people are looking at you? Oh, paranoia. Paranoia. Yes. Yeah. No, probably another way to, another way to uh, demonstrate yes, that. Yes, THC can definitely bring on the paranoia. <laughs> right. So, but again, despite that knowledge, mm -hmm. this is not connected with the CBD. Uh, moreover, because this compound does not induce dependence, tolerance, and abstinence symptoms, like marijuana does, uh -huh. it can be, in future, a good alternative as a substitute for the current high-potency benzodiazepines and antidepressant drugs that are currently used by panic di uh, disorder patients. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. there you go. Hopefully that will lead you into our next conversation of if you were to consider CBD, here are some ideas and, and what to do. Now, they did mention at the end of this, uh, this study, two things. One is they openly admitted that there were no conflicts, uh, meaning they weren't paid by, you know, a company that was either pharmaceutical or CBD. Uh, they also suggested that several clinical trials using CBD alone and in combination with other cannabinoids are currently under development. Okay, good. Right. So CBG, THC, all those. Remember, THC is a cannabinoid. We only know it in high percentage or high volume to be psychoactive. But when hemp was legalized, it was legalized with THC under 0.3%. And we've had conversations about this. Um, under 3% cannot lead to psychoactivity. As a matter of fact, we've done some math for it, haven't we? Mm -hmm. So if you were to do one joint of marijuana, most would say it can get high. Right. Of, the current, one, yeah. of the current marijuana that's yeah. on, on the yeah, shelf. You now. do one joint and you're, whew, man. If you smoke the whole joint, wow. Wow, right? <laughs> Pretty darn high. I couldn't. 
we did the math, you would have to smoke over 300 joints of hemp with 3% THC in it. Well, I'm sorry, 0.3% THC in it, which is the limit, yeah. right? And not all, it even gets close to that. Right. But if it's close to the 0.3% THC, you'd have to smoke 300 <laughs> joints at one sitting. Yeah. To well, get anywhere close. Right. And, right. and again, no. So the math is, it's hard to repeat the math. Yeah. So I just wanted to share that. It, it makes me giggle when I think. Um, so when they talk about other cannabinoids, THC is absolutely one of them. Yes. All right. We just have a predispositioned fear of THC that has been established, you know, over the last 60 years. Well, yeah. I mean, it's okay. been really beaten into our brain that it's, it is a bad, bad, bad thing. And even customers now, I try and explain right. that uh, a full spectrum, yes, it's in there, but yeah. it is just Th so small. There are three pharmaceuticals that are out there that have been approved by FDA with THC in it. Yeah. So the world is slowly going to come around to, oh, there is a big difference between the big fat joint of marijuana and the cannabinoid THC that's used in medicinal clinical applications. Yeah. Right? Over-the-counter right. applications for, you know, making your body work correctly, not, yeah, not getting high, not recreational. So the world is coming to that place. It's just going to take a while. Yeah. That's all. That's how I see it uh, from my seat. And I've been sitting in this seat for about five years now. Yeah. Well, let's talk about how and when to take CBD. So let, let's just first preference, preference the, the, the first half of this show when all the clinical studies talked about a single dose right then and there prior to the event. Mm -hmm. And th now remember, they created the event. Poor, the poor rat, right? Yes, Here's yes. your CBD, now get ready for the next step. You're not going to like it, but here's your buddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And out pops this horrible snake. Right. Yeah. I, again, I just, the visual is <laughs> terrifying. But um, I would say, so, of course, I always tell my customers, and I don't have a lot of customers that come in and say they have PD. Right. Panic disorder. I, and I would imagine you're likely not going to have a whole lot. That's probably... That's probably not what it, it probably says to most people. You're not very strong. Oh, you think? Oh, so I, I'm thinking it, maybe, uh, or at least from the male side, uh, you know. Well, All right, anyway. if I have any of my customers, if anyone's listening out there, please don't ever be embarrassed about anything. I, I've heard it all, and yeah. you should never. I understand that yeah. you're talking to a stranger, but so most of my customers are dealing with anxiety, depression. And yeah. sleep disorders. I kind of try and keep those all in this almost the same ah, category. And this you can't. And this you can't. Here's why. So those three groups that you were talking about, Kimberly, require to maintain a level of phytocannabinoids in your system to regulate what's needed to keep those things at bay. Right. Or, you know, under, under the control of the ECS, where a panic attack is not like that. 
But do you think that the, those people already are having some underlying yes. anxiety for a period of time and it's just gotten to a place where it ex- yes. it's a volcano, yes. it just so erupts? I sense, I sense the treatment, uh, and I know I'm going to jump the gun a little bit, but I'm going to jump the gun and then we'll back up and, and move through it. Uh, in steps, but I believe the treatment is going to be this. You're going to take something that is whole plant-based. In other words, all the cannabinoids that plant offers so that they can synergistically work together. Uh-huh. I believe that that will be a daily treatment. You know, some form of 20 milligrams a day of a broad or a full spectrum to get your body into homeostasis, get the the neurotransmitters to do what they're supposed to do correctly. And then at an onset of a panic attack that you have a high volume of, of uh, CBD isolate available. Mm-hmm. That's and the way I see it. Yeah, definitely. I Yes, I agree with you 100%. Would they tink, try and tincture during a panic attack? No. No, because... So I'm hearing panic attacks last minutes, mm-hmm. and they come on all of a sudden. So when I tincture a product, it's 20 minutes on average. I mean, I might get some that get it in 15 minutes, and I might get some in 25 minutes. But when it goes under the tongue and goes into those glands, uh, the time uh, for it to enter into your body uh, is in that 15-minute range. It's too late. I think the panic attack's over. Uh, from from what we've discovered today. Yeah. So you you want to know? You, you already know the answer to the next thing. Well, I'm I'm saying a, va- a vape's got to be the best thing if you are able to get that type of you know if you have a a vape cartridge, yeah. <laughs> right. right handy because I mean these don't. There's no time these yeah. show up. They just yeah. show up whenever they right. want. So here we go. So let's let's go. Let's also dispel another one. So you can't eat a gummy either. No. Can't eat any cannabinoid because that is longer. Yeah. So now you're in the 45 minute to an hour. I'm sorry, you have already kicked this thing, and whatever damage has already been done. Mm-hmm. Uh, so these facts we know. If you're suffering from a panic attack, that person. They don't care. Oh, I don't like inhaling something from a cartridge. No, trust me. You do not care at this point. Yeah. You will literally sacrifice anything to solve this. To help this stop. The answer to the question is, uh, is taking CBD into your lungs is the quickest. That is minutes. Literally one, two minutes. And the reaction time is, is that quick, okay? But it has to go through your respiratory system. The only way to get it there is through inhaling it. Mm. There's two forms of inhaling it. One is flour. That is the living plant, combusting it, you know, with ignition, you know, lighting it, right. Right, whatever. Smoking it. But combusting, I always think, is bad for your lungs. But again, at a panic attack, I don't care. Right. <laughs> I really don't. But you uh, can't it's also really, hard. What if I can't find a lighter? What if I can't? What if I can't? Yeah, it, but I don't think you can. I mean, flour is going to not be. Yeah, flour is going to be a it's struggle to be get a hold on to. It's going to be a full spectrum. Yeah. It's going to be. That's very true. 
That's very true. Thanks for bringing yeah, that up. You can. Kimberly, you, you are correct. So the flour really is not going to be a good solution. It's not, a, not an option, no. So let's then, thanks for bringing that up, and let's say, listen, a vape cartridge with CBD isolate is your only solution. All right, so I'll say that again. Vape cartridge with a CBD isolate in it for the onset of a panic attack. If you had it around, battery charged, you feel that coming on, you immediately, you just start sucking on that thing until you feel better and don't stop. Yeah. Don't stop. If 1,500 milligrams per day is well tolerated, you're not going to get to that number. Right. Okay, so just grab it and start toking well, on it. Yeah, because within five minutes, it's over. maybe 10 minutes, your panic attack is over and you're, um, you're going to be pretty calm because you've, you know, inhaled some CBD. Yeah. Your anxiety is coming down, your heart rate's coming down, everything's calming down. Yeah, and, and if feeling. you've and if you've had if you've been in if you've been taking a regimen of CBD on a daily basis, your endocannabinoid system is capable of regulating this much quicker as well. Uh-huh. So those two acting in together uh, could even, you know, prevent these from coming on again. Right. So I'm, th- I'm just wondering if, again, if you are like a common pa- panic attack person and you start seeing the smallest of signs like, you know, an anxious situation yeah. or stuff like that, then you can increase your dose of CBD during those days? Well, um, I'll tell you what came to the surface of my head as soon as you said that. That sounds like somebody that should be seeing a doctor. Yeah. Yeah. So if you have a history of these, you can seek CBD as as an add-on uh, component to helping with this, but I can't see it by itself. No, you have to. You need to be seeing a doctor on a regular correct, basis. Correct. Correct. Yeah. That right. makes sense. Yeah. Right. And so this is so this is that recommendation for somebody who believes they may have one coming in because the environment sucks right now. I yeah. guess this is a tough world to live in right now, but it's bound to be over soon, but it's rough right now. So those who believe they are capable can be arming up now. Okay, get on a regimen of cannabinoids daily and have a CBD isolate pen ready if uh, an attack comes in. Mm-hmm. And remember, we had talked about who, who are those people that are, are needing to be ready. Those people include, wait a minute. They include... Um, I, we had a list here. Let's give a... Um, major stresses, such as a death or serious, serious illness of loved one. Mm-hmm. If you have that going on, then here's where we're helping. Get on a regimen of 20 to 30 milligrams a day of a good isolate or broad spectrum. I mean, I'm sorry, good uh, full spectrum or broad spectrum CBD. You can, you can gummy, you can eat it, you can put it on your tongue. Doesn't matter because you're just looking to get it into your system on a daily basis. So over a couple of days, you should be getting close to what we refer to as homeostasis. That's your endocannabinoid system. If you have a traumatic event, such as a sexual assault or a serious accident, if you had major changes in your life, like a divorce or a new baby, how about excessive smoking or caffeine intake? And then finally, you know, you've had some abuse as a child and you're, it's just starting to surface. These are all possible risk factors to, pan, to panic disorder. And these are the ones we're talking to. 
mm-hmm. regarding this this CBD method that we're suggesting, you know, daily CBD and having a pen, a pen around. Yeah. Which well, is great. I mean, again, I am in the middle of a stressful situation, yeah. so I have definitely increased my CBD intake over the last, yeah. I would say the last two weeks I've been like... Okay, we're yeah. just going to have a CBD water this afternoon and yeah. <laughs> or I'll right. tincture in the morning right. and then I'll, you know, I mean, I'm... It's well tolerated. I, Why not? Yeah. It's well tolerated in humans. Yes. Yeah. Nothing, nothing has been demonstrated as the opposite of that. Right, right. Yeah, no, and I do. Yeah. I keep it. I keep it easy. I keep it in the isolate world. Most of it. Yeah. Um, I do tincture. Obviously, our our, our full spectrum stuff. Our full yeah. spectrum yeah. also, but because I think um, you need the CBGs and the CBNs and the THCs. It's yes. my understanding through all the clinical things I've read. We've what like over ninety shows. The dose, those other cannabinoids. The primary and the mi- the minors uh, are absolutely important yeah. to uh, your endocannabinoid system to work correctly. Right, and if you're just having you know all day natural, I don't want to say natural anxiety, but you're in an anxious state yeah. and you're feeling like you're going through anxiety right now, you don't need to take that much mm-hmm. CBD. Agreed. It's, it, it shouldn't, it's not going to yeah. cost you an arm and a leg. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as you stay consistent in taking it, I try and say it, it's almost like pain where if you can get in front of it, and keep it under control, yeah. it's less likely to become this big giant monster. Well, yeah. I mean, if you keep it in control and you're using a cannabinoid on a daily basis, you're also going to improve your sleep by default. Yes. And to better sleep, all these things start working together, which is why the endocannabinoid system is such a genius find, uh, is because getting the body to homeostasis affects so many different systems. Right. Inflammation, sleep, anxiety, all those things are all managed by this one system. So if you're feeding it, all these systems start to work correctly. Now, if you are, if you are doing this, so you're going to take these... Uh, this can, this uh, CBD product on a daily basis, as you suggested. Listen, I think the cost is what right around forty or fifty dollars a month for that one piece. Yes. And then a single pen is what between twenty could be twenty dollars to forty dollars, twenty to fifty, 20 to 50 depending. depending on what you get. Yeah, on okay. how many milligrams and all that other stuff. And right? that that's that's just that that would be used for a long period of time. So that you wouldn't replenish that. Um, so. The cost, I guess, we're sharing with you is on a monthly basis somewhere around you know thirty to fifty dollars. Right. And then this one-time purchase of a pen to have in your possession, you know, is very similar. One-time purchase of somewhere between twenty and fifty dollars. Right. And usually those um, those people that do use both. Yeah. Yes, the pen. Oh, yeah. The on, pen does anxieties during the day. Right. Yes. So they'll tincture in the morning, but then you know they got to go to work where all the anxiety is yeah, for most right. people, and uh, then so they'll take their pen and they might puff a couple times during the day, maybe, maybe not. It, it just depends. Just having it with them is is enough, and then they'll come home and they'll either vape or they'll tincture yep, again. Yep. Yep. Yeah. All right. So that sounds correct. Uh, now I think it's important where you get your CBD. 
Uh, two things about CBD we want to share with you. It's important that if the container that you bought says it has a very specific amount of CBD per dose, that who are you going to believe? Okay, you certainly can't expect the attendant at Circle K is going to know. No. All right. You can't read a bottle and say, absolutely, they wrote it on the bottle. I absolutely agree because FDA did their own study and they suggested that it was a fairly large percentage that did not have in the bottle what was said on the label. So uh, for all CBD manufacturers, currently they have a tool. It's called a third-party lab test. And you go to that lab test and it'll tell you how much CBD is in that whole container. That really is only the truest way of knowing what product you actually got and what's in it. Second is, be careful on some of products like gummies, because sometimes they will sprinkle CBD on the outside of the product. Mm -hmm. And then as you are shaking the bag around, you're getting less and less CBD on that edible. So those are the two things we've learned over years of experience uh, that will help you make sure that what you're buying actually gets into your body. Right. And, you know, we've always said this. Don't, I mean, don't buy CBD from Amazon because they don't allow CBD products on Amazon. Did you know? You, you read something the other day. It says now Amazon is requiring that you provide them a third-party test to make sure there was no CBD in it. I know. O-M-G. Yeah. So and don't, this is what people will do to sell their products. Right. And yeah. don't, yeah, just don't. Don't buy it from Amazon. It's not, it's, they don't allow it. So it's not <laughs> CBD. <laughs> oh my God, it's crazy. Yes. Crazy. Go to a manufacturer that has third-party testing on their website per product. And that's the one we give you the green light if this is important to you. Yep. Yes. All right. Um, and, you know, feel free. You know, if you send... Any type of question to any of our social media platforms, the CBD Ed Show, very easy to find, the CBD Ed Show, and go, hey, guys, will you check this vendor for me? Ha! All day long, we're proud to be given that type of, of um, I don't know, assistance to you. Please sure. do. Listen, I, you know, I saw this product on Amazon. I couldn't see and let me know. And yes, we will do that for you right away. Well, and I think a big warning sign also is if you're shopping online and you can't locate a test result yeah, yeah. on that website, it should be extremely easy to find. All right. Okay. All right, listeners, that's all the time we have for today's show. I want to thank our team for compiling today's material. Kim, thank you for your great insight today. You're welcome. Again, continue this conversation on any of our social media platforms at the CBD Ed Show. Next show, CBD and medications. I know a lot of people are, have been asking about this, and we will, we will be able to present that on our next show. Mm -hmm. So, this is Ed and Kim helping you with the future of health and medicine. This is Ed. And this is Kim. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. 
Thank you for listening to the CBD Ed Show. Please join your host, Edward Cheney, for another edition next Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. We can also be heard each week on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Until we talk again, enjoy the upcoming weekend, and we'll be here soon.